What's up, Divi Nation? Welcome to another episode of Divi Chat. We're so happy to be here. We're even almost on time today, despite my best efforts to make us late. Uh, and I don't know if you guys know this lovely lady beside me right here, but we've got a special guest, y'all. This is Melissa Love, and we are going to talk, we're going to tackle the topic of building funnels in Divi. But before we dive into this juicy topic, why don't uh, we introduce ourselves a little bit? Tim, if you'd like to go ahead. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Tim Streifler here, uh, broadcasting from San Clemente, California. And you can find me online primarily at divilife.com, where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials. And then uh, wpgears.com, where I have my Divi course and podcast with my friend and colleague, David Blackman. And uh, yeah, this is a great topic. Uh, super excited for this. Um, Melissa is a master when it comes to things like sales funnels, among many other things, multi-talented. Um, but I could nerd out over things like funnels and uh, order bumps and conversion rates and all that kind of marketing geeky stuff. So super excited to be here and super excited that we have Melissa Love on as well. You're about to get your chance. Uh, I am Stephanie Hudson, you guys. I'm here repping Focused WP as always, where we help uh, freelancers and small agencies to scale and grow their businesses by adding white label outsourced services like development, video editing, administrative help, copywriting, and more to come very, very soon. So uh, you can find more out about our on-demand services at focuswp.co. And you can almost always find me hanging out in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz. So love to catch up with y'all there. Now, Melissa, please tell the people, tell them who you are. Thank you, it's so good to be here. Um, I'm Melissa Love, uh, my company is The Design Space. So we sell um, child themes for Divi, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say the word for Elementor. But you are. We are. So yeah, we sell child themes for Divi, and you might also know me because I have a membership for any creative business um, called The Marketing Fix, So, which is why I'm a total sales funnel nerd. And if you just want to hang out with me on a day-to-day -day basis, I have a really busy, friendly, fun Facebook group called The Design Space Lounge. And you can come along and ask any question so that you don't have to be using our products. We just love to talk about design, branding, building websites, and marketing. It's all, it's heaps of fun in there. It is a nice group. I'm in that group. And, I'm not uh, in that group, but I'm going to because I didn't. Oh, and I forgot to say, I'm I'm broadcasting from the UK, so I'm in the very southwest tip of the UK, which is Cornwall. It's probably about as far far away from anything as you can get, but it's where all the nice oh. beaches are. We've just had the G7, so you might have seen us on the news. Oh, uh, nice. Well, we are super excited to have you here. This, of course, is Divi Chat, and if you if you've been a Divi fan for any length of time. You pretty much already know Melissa Love. You know her. She's been making, I mean, she was one of the early ones that turned, first. the first one? Were you the first one that's turned turned child themes into a business? That was- It's, legend, it's legendary. Yeah. It was a funny yeah. time back then as well. It was like the Divi Wild West. Like It we, was. Are we allowed? Is this a thing? <laughs> it sure I, I, was a thing. I didn't come till maybe a year after that in terms of selling products. I, I was using Divi and I was kind of seeing what was happening. And I was like, there's not a market for third-party Divi products. Like, nah, that's not worth my time. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, actually, I think there is. And then I, I mean, obviously fast forward now, that's my full-time business. But um, yeah, Melissa was the original Divi child theme creator. So she kind of started it all. And I got to say, you've got like, you might be tied for the top two coolest names that we've had on the site. I mean, Melissa Love, like, come on. That's such a great name. Did, do you even like your husband or did you just marry him for the name? I don't know. Is that, it's your, my is that name. your Oh, it's your name. You're the lucky one. He married you for that name. Yeah. The other one was, of course, Kate Toon, which yeah. is also a super cool name. I don't know how we could pick between the two, but. But Melissa Love is a super cool name. I love it. Now, we're going to talk about funnels, which are important for so many reasons, as we're going to get into. Like these businesses that these two guys are talking about, that's how they're selling their products and, and thriving in their business is through having these funnels on their websites. But Tim, why don't you 
kick us off with our definition for today and just tell tell everybody, just make sure we're using the term consistently, what we mean by a funnel. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a sales funnel, uh, as it relates to websites and the internet, is basically uh, a series of pages that guides the user from uh, landing on your site to the sale and then posts, purchase, upsells, etc. And so uh, you can kind of think of it as landing uh, a, a, a typical website. Well, I mean, there's kind of two sides of it. Some people will say, oh, a typical website's not a sales funnel. And other people will say, yes, it is a sales funnel. It's just not a good one. Um, <laughs> where a typical website is almost like a vending machine. And this is to um, the credit of Adam uh, Prizer from, from Cart Flows. This is his analogy. When you land on a typical e-commerce website, it's a vending machine. There's a lot of choices, a lot of uh, overwhelm. There's a lot of different things going on. And you might get distracted. You might buy something. You might not. You might leave the site. Where a sales funnel is uh, basically a guided process where it will show you one product, tell you all the benefits, and guide you to the purchase, and then show you potentially you know, an upsell, an order bump, different things like that. And so um, they're incredibly effective. Uh, they're not super popular with e-commerce websites. Um, they're a lot more popular when it comes to selling info products and, and stuff like that. Um, but uh, basically, you could incorporate a sales funnel into any type of business um, if you do it right. So, uh, Melissa, feel free to correct anything that I said or add to it uh, if you'd like. But um, yeah, I've over the years become the definition person on Divi Chat, so I kind of <laughs> a definition. But I definitely do not uh, think that I'm the end all be all when it comes to this topic. Obviously, so um, yeah. I, I spot on, absolutely great description. Um, and the other thing I think is a lot of people watching this potentially are offering services. So you might be running your own small agency and you're thinking, you know, I kind of know what sales funnels are, but they don't apply to me because I'm selling a high ticket service, like a website for three or $4,000. Um, my answer to you is this is how every business should operate. And it's 100% applicable, if not essential to any agency business who wants to land more clients by having a steady stream of leads not having that cross your fingers hope I get some referrals kind of, of approach you know I'm posting regularly on social media that's not a sales and marketing plan and it's not a funnel but there are some great hacks you can borrow from the funnel world to use to really bring that steady stream of clients into your world as a small agency and I think that the uh, analogy of a funnel is because of the shape, that it's wider at the top and then narrower at the bottom, but it's really kind of inaccurate. It's It should be more of like a, a sieve or a sifter or something would make a much better analogy because it's like you get you you draw people into it and then at the top there could be a lot of people and you guide people through this process of one step to the next to the next. And I it's you, right, Melissa, that does that does you don't do that shape, right? In your graphics and things. Yeah, you do more of a bullseye yeah. shape, right? Explain yeah. that for everybody so they can yeah. get a sense of like what we're actually trying to accomplish with it. I can show you if you want. It's right. Sure. Right. You're gonna have to use your words too, because uh, most of our our most of our viewers are listeners, yeah. <laughs> not viewers. That's, so. uh, this will take two minutes. This yeah, is, no problem. And we'll put a link. We'll put a link to where you can check this out in the show notes if you're just listening. So you can go to divi.chat, our website, and you can get it on the show notes. Um, but I'll pop this up on the screen here. Melissa can explain her sort of system. Yeah. So this is, I just wanted to show you this because I think it, it kind of frees your mind from the whole word funnel. And this is much more like a real life situation. So when people don't know who you are, they are, we call them a cold audience. They're completely unaware of who you are. And what you need to do is show them the right kind of content so that you hook them in and they become aware of who you are. And once they're in that aware or warm zone, you're going to show them a different kind of content because this is where you want to get them to know, like, and trust you, deepen the relationship until they are, you know, loving everything you do. They want to hear more about you. They're really committed to hearing more until eventually they become your client. And um, the analogy I like to make is, you know, if you are someone who is currently posting on, um, and that's enough, I can stop sharing there. But if you are someone who is currently posting on social media, and I think people, and that's your kind of main 
way of driving traffic or attracting new leads into your business. And people always tell you, no, you need to do more. You need to do reels. You need to post more frequently. And you can fall into that kind of content treadmill without being purposeful. And, and the analogy I make is if you go to a party, you don't walk into a room and say the same thing to every single person. You're going to walk up to some people that you don't know and go, hey, it's really good to meet you. You know, I'm Melissa. Who are you? Chat, chat, chat. And then you're going to see an acquaintance you'd like to get to know better. And you go, hey, it's so good to see you. When did we last catch up? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and your, your kids are in school and blah, blah, blah. And then you'll see people who are your best friends. You're like, hey, give me a hug. So there's a different message going out. And See I some hottie putting up the vibe by the bar? Yeah, they're like totally the different. red hot bullseye zone. So they need to hear a completely different exactly. message. Exactly. A little tiny nudge, a little whisper in the ear to get them to convert and buy from you or to, or to whatever result you want, in fact, at your at your party. But so that, I, I like to think of it like that, that you are drawing them into a kind of your zone of attraction and you're giving them different messages at different stages of the relationship. And that's what having a funnel allows you to do. It takes you off that content treadmill where you're putting everyone on blast. And of course, everyone knows what it's like with the algorithms and, you know, very, you know, it's a bit crazy to keep producing more and more content, but only showing it to a really small amount of people and just hoping, crossing your fingers that one of your ideal clients is going to happen to see it in their feed. But with a funnel, you can use a much smaller amount of content and use it again and again to show a much bigger range of highly targeted people um, a, a different message at different stages of the relationship. And that's why it's so powerful. Now, when I think of a sales funnel, I'm going to tell you what I typically think of as like a bare minimum. This is a thing that I've used. I've sold it to my clients. And this is like, this is like baby steps compared to what you guys do. But I figured that's a better place to start. So let's start at the baby steps. So when I think of a sales funnel, I think of uh, using some sort of lead magnet, whatever that might be that would attract people like a magnet. Um, and then you get them to a landing page. So the lead magnet to the landing page with a form that then you send them to a thank you page. You send them an email with a link to a delivery page. Yeah. That to me is like a little encapsulated, basic, simple funnel. And that's where you can collect information and then you can turn around, you can verify it because they can't get the thing until they get your email. Mm -hmm. And then you send them to the delivery page where then you can continue to market to them. And you, of course, have their email. So now you can put them into a sequence like that. So that's the little baby funnels that I make. And so what? why don't you give me advice? Like, why don't you teach me how to up my game? If somebody wants to do it, because these guys, they know how to use Divi. They can build those. It's three pages, right? Yeah. It's a pain in the neck really because there's you think of like the sim like a simple little funnel that we all do mindlessly on so many sites ourselves like where anytime you fill in your email address guess what you're in a funnel you know so it's like if you if you do something like that on anybody else's site and you already know it too you know like as soon as you fill that form out you already look and wait for your email to ding because you know that's gonna happen you know it's coming in like we're all programmed already for this system but what if people want to take it like to the next level. Um, okay, so I've got a question for you. The first thing you sure. need to know, how long does it typically take someone who signs up for your freebie to get to the point where they're gonna buy from you? What would you say is that that cycle in number That's of great days? question. I don't know the answer. <laughs> well, um, I would say for most, if it's services based and, and really depends on the, the, the price of something, if someone wants to say buy a website thing that they need it and they want to buy it, so it's probably in retail or selling something like that, it's quite, a, it's quite a short cycle. So I would say seven to 10 days is what I work on for that kind of mini funnel. But something uh -huh. that's bigger, like maybe joining a membership or something where people have to think about it and they get to really know, like, and trust you. I run my, that funnel on a 21 day um, period. It's three weeks. And um, that magic thank you page is what kicks everything off. And that's what it starts happening. So the minute they hit that thank you page, yes, they're in a funnel and they get their lead magnet delivered. And then for me, they're set, they, they're then dropped into another sequence. And this is what I call a getting to know you sequence or a nurture sequence. So for the first seven days, they only get content that is, there's no hint of a sell. I don't talk about my products. I'm telling my story. I'm talking about, 
pain points that they might be having, just delivering great value. So they'll be getting some emails, pushing them to maybe consume a little video or to think about something or to hit reply and tell me what they're struggling with or to just generally start to encourage interaction and just giving them, here, download this great guide and I can tell you this other great thing. At the same time, what I do is that kicks off a series of retargeting videos. And I'm, this is like, I'm talking about, this is the Uber system that's taken me a really long time to evolve. Yeah. Actually, see in the next seven days as they see seven videos on Facebook or Instagram or in their stories, um, and they see a different one each day. So seven videos over seven days, and you tell to Facebook just show everybody each video once, so it rotates them, so they don't get bored. And their little one-minute videos, just giving knowledge, just being a friendly person, telling a story through Instagram stories, so it doesn't feel like advertising. There's no overt call to action. The biggest call to action is to maybe join my Facebook group. Hey, if you want to chat about this some more, just jump into my Facebook group. So I'm not even telling them that I have any products. And that's great because I start to see people responding to the videos and coming into the group. And at the same time, it's bookended with every couple of days, they get a little email that mirrors what's being said in those posts. So love it. you can actually say to Facebook, hey, Facebook, see the people who hit this page in the last seven days, start showing them this seven day rolling content. The minute they go past seven days, they stop seeing that content because they've left the seven day period. And then they enter my eight to 14 day period where they start to see different content. So they'll start to see things which are inviting them to join my program. They start to see the pitch and the emails change into introducing the product, describing what it does, the features, the benefits. So again, it sounds like I'm clubbing people over the head from like all angles, but actually, People aren't on social media all day. They don't read every email. Only we see all of our content. So it's actually much more subtle than that. They'll see some of it, but not all. What what that I hope they will feel like, and people tell me they feel like this, they'll feel gently surrounded by knowledge. It's just be like, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I've seen her, I saw a thing yesterday, that's right. So they don't really feel like it's over the top. Um, and I try and be very sincere in my, um, I kind of call it respect-based marketing. I often say to people, if you want to opt out of just this sequence, click here. I'll still keep in touch with you from time to time, but you can opt out of what I'm doing here. And I always say, P.S., if you want to learn how to do that, <laughs> don't opt out. Keep reading because I'm going to be uncovering some of my best marketing tips. So, you know, I try and be very clear about what I'm doing. And then the, the process continues as they go out of the 14 day period and into the 14 to 21, they start seeing things like testimonials, behind the scenes videos, the intensity increases. And then if they drop out of the 21 days and they haven't bought anything, I just park them somewhere very gently for a while. And then at some point they might get dropped back into a sequence for a different product. But the thing to, the thing to note is at any point, if they say, stop marketing to me, they're pulled out of the audience automatically on Facebook and they're pulled out of the email sequence. So it all stops. And it's saying if they buy, they're pulled out of the audience and it all stops for them. So that's how, that's my special all singing or dancing 21 day kind of funnel cycle. And it's, it's really awesome. effective. So uh, basically what you're saying is you can apply that to service-based businesses, um, info products, courses, stuff like that, uh, e-commerce, but you would just adjust maybe the, the time frame and, and the length of sequences. Yeah, absolutely. And of course you're going to change things like the call to action. You have to decide what your conversion event is going to be. For me, it's normally, um, for, for low ticket products, like joining a membership that I sell that's 35 pounds a month. It's not a huge kind of I have to think about this for hours decision. So often the email campaign is enough, but I also invite them. So I put lots of high kind of human touches in there. So at the bottom of every single email, it says message me personally on Facebook or WhatsApp me, here's my number. And very few or hit reply and I'll reply. And actually very few people actually do that. People often reply, say, thanks, that was great. That's they just want to let you know they're there. But I don't get, but when people do message you, they're like, I didn't think this would work. I can't believe this is really your personal kind of messenger. So you, you can make yourself very available in this process if, as much as you want to or prepared to do. That's awesome. yeah, so and just have... by making yourself available, you're kind of conveying that credibility and trust yeah. factor as well, even if they don't utilize it. I yeah. remember, um, yeah, I, I've actually had that experience too, where it says like, oh, reply to this and whatever. And I, I used to just kind of roll my eyes like, 
Not really though, right? Like I have felt like that on the other end of it. But I remember uh, David Blackman saying one time that they made such a simple change. It used to say like the end of their marketing emails used to say like just their business name and stuff. And then he signed it like from David and boom, they got tons of responses because it was like just that little change made people realize like, oh wait, it's a human being. You know, and he was laughing because he's like, I didn't even do it. It wasn't even me answer like reading them. <laughs> but it's like yeah, he, yeah, just he didn't the messaging. write it, he didn't change no. it to his no. <laughs> But yeah. like tons of people respond to that. So, um, and there's an actually a really neat little trick with that. So quite early on, after I've delivered their lead magnet, I say to them, um, hit reply as soon as you've read it and put, put the to, and just say, put to, in the, in the subject line type, I've read it. And, um, to let me know that, that, um, you're going to take action. Loads of people do this. And when they do, they get tagged with an engagement waiting <laughs> to show that they're nice keen. yeah so it just kind of flags and some people if they're very keen and, and they keep following those prompts i'll get a little notification say this person's hit an engagement rating of x which means they're pretty pretty hot they're getting near that getting hot. close to that bullseye yeah and that actually triggers a little notification on an app i've got called bonjoro and i'll shoot them a video personal video message oh. saying hey casey i got your email so glad you've read it i'm glad you're enjoying the email series thanks so much just wanted to say hi they're like, what? I know. So, I love those. I use uh, I use QuickPage. I tried Bonjoro for a little while, but I got uh, QuickPage on AppSumo, my favorite. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but I really like it. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's the same kind of same idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, okay. So we've got a question here. Danny Green is one of our regular viewers, and she's asking. A question that I'm so she says so you're using Facebook ads she said Melissa uses Facebook ads instead and I asked her instead of what and she wants to know if that's I think that's how you're delivering the those videos that video content that's in video in ads or no it's it's both so um I'm the emails they get will push them to a page on my site where there is the little video but it's the same videos they might also see on social media. So, gotcha. Yeah. So they're being pushed to consume the same content um, by email and via Facebook ad. Cool. Okay. So Danny, if that didn't answer your question, ask it better. <laughs> yeah, the, and those are, uh, those are retargeting ads. So yeah. we've talked a little bit about that on past episodes, but basically uh, with Facebook ads via the Facebook tracking pixel, when someone visits a certain page, you can then have them retargeted on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and so Melissa set it up to where they're only seeing each video one time and they're seeing it seven different videos. Is it seven days or it's just seven videos total? Um, it's actually it a combination of stills and videos. So I've got three, four, three videos and four still images. And it's so there's seven pieces of content over seven days. Cool. That's awesome. And it shows up in two each in two places. Um, it, do, do you mean like one in Facebook retargeting ads, yeah. like in their feed, and then and also then once in their email? This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I don't so, send seven um, emails because I, I send three emails and there's three videos, and then I fill in the other gaps for the seven days with still images and captions, like thought provoking. Gotcha. Images and captions. Yeah. That's so great. you're already changing lives. Greg Hyatt says he's been running 14 days immediately. Boom. He's like, I'm going to 21. So <laughs> we'll, you have to let us know how that works out for you, Greg. Um, okay. So I'm still going to be like the baby of the group here. Like, okay. So I told you my little teeny tiny basic funnel. And like now I'm just like, I hear you saying all these things. And I'm like, I want that. And it also makes me feel completely overwhelmed. Like how there's so much, you have to think so far in advance to do this stuff. Like you have to plan so many things out. And I'm like, I'm such a, oh, I'm, I'm too impulsive. I want to just, I want it and I want it right now. So what's the, like, you didn't just start right here though. Right, Melissa, you said this is over. How much time has it taken you to develop and figure out your, your methods and develop all this content and all this stuff. So make me feel a little better about this process. Like, can I really do this? Oh, it's taken me ages. In fact, I was writing a blog post about this today. Um, 
I had built a, um, I'd started selling themes. It was going okay. It was mostly done from word of mouth. I had 200 people on my email list. It was pretty, I'd got, I'd got lucky. I think it might've been even before, was it before I started selling Divi themes? I'm not sure, but I, I went to um, a marketing retreat in Nashville that some friends had invited mm. me to go on. And it was full of huge names in the photography industry and some other really well-known kind of marketers, heads of companies. And you know when they say you should never be the smartest person in the room? I was literally the person in the room who didn't even know what people were talking about. There's a <laughs> sitting there going like this. I just what? people were talking about funnels and different, you know, open cart, closed cart, doing this. And I was like, oh, oh. it's like Yeah, we haven't like, even got to the cart stuff. Yeah, I could hardly breathe. And by the end of it, I just about had figured out kind of a rough plan. And I went back and they said, You can't come back next year unless you've launched, done a launch. So I launched a course. <gasps> And um, I, that's when I started to build my first proper sales funnel. And I came at year two and I was like, I know what you guys are talking about. Year three that I went back and gave a little presentation. So, and then but, but this, for a long time, I literally, I had, I was running a lead magnet with Facebook ads and I was building my list and my first lead magnet, just so like with no other funnel behind it, um, got me to 5,000 subscribers over that first year period. Nice. Um, what yeah. was it? It was, uh, looking back at it now, it was so simple. It was a blogging guide. Um, it was, I look at it oh. now, I'm like, oh, cringe. But then I swapped that for um, something a bit more elaborate, which was a homepage handbook, how to redo your homepage. And that took me kind of my next 5,000. And by that point, I'd added on the next bit. So this is what you're wanting to do. Like, what do you do next? So right, I, that's what I want. Tell me yeah. what to do next. Because right. I can't do all of that right now. It's too much. Yeah. I'm also trying to run two businesses. Like, who has the time? To build a funnel and sell more things. Yeah, so I would <laughs> it's brutal. Something. It's the it's the conundrum of the entrepreneur, though, right? Like when we're yeah. in these these but places. I small, so I did a getting to know. So I lead magnet delivery first email. I did another email where you just get to know them. You talk about yourself and your story. Another email where you start to introduce what you do. Then you start. Then you make an offer. Then you features and benefits, testimonials, and then final offer. So probably five emails in total. I had no retargeting ads and that was my first little baby funnel that had some kind of sale that was automated. And honestly, even when the first person trickled through that funnel and bought something, I was like, it was made it. <laughs> I'm, on the machine and it works. I'm a marketing genius. Uh, now, let me say something that for me, once I kind of wrap my head around this, it made all of this kind of make more sense and why we do it. And that's the rule of sevens. Now, Obviously, this isn't a hard and fast rule, but if you think of generally, people will need to see you and uh, consume some sort of content or hear you or whatever, a minimum of seven times before they make a purchase decision. Again, this isn't a hard and fast rule. Some people might see you and buy after the first time. Some people might be 15 times. Uh, but if you think of that rule of seven, then it all kind of makes sense. Well, like, well, yeah, people aren't typically going to go and buy something from you the first time they uh, ever heard of you. Um, and so if you can warm them up slowly and, and, and as uh, Melissa described, gently surrounding them with value, uh, then uh, they're going to get to know you like you trust you and then be a lot more comfortable pulling that trigger to, uh, I hate using that analogy. Um, uh, making what, that pull the trigger? Decision. Yeah. I feel like it's so American. Yeah. <laughs> anyways um yeah so that's kind of once i learned that rule of seven concept it's like oh yeah duh like i you know i didn't just like go out and uh hire the first person without knowing anything about him you know it took some time or buying the first product you know it takes some research and touch points stuff like that and so um kind of that follow-up sequence and retargeting is all kind of built around that rule of seven concept yeah, and you might find you've already got some resources that are doing some of that heavy lifting. Um, so I've got a free Facebook group. So nearly all of everything, when they, from when they land on the thank you page, it's on the lead magnet page, it's on in every email, join the Facebook group. A lot of my, my retargeting targeting ads in that first not to seven days are join the Facebook group. Because funnels aren't linear. So like people mill around in your world for ages. Like they might download something and you've got their email and they join your Facebook group, but then they unsubscribe then they, they lurk around in the Facebook group, they're not engaging, then suddenly they see something that engages them and they sign up for your new thing and they're back on the list and then 
you know, I sometimes look in my, I use active campaign and you can track. And sometimes I see people, I'm like, they've been getting emails from me for two years and this is the first time they've bought anything. And I go back and see what was the trigger. And you, you, you it's amazing to see how they dip in and out. And so I think there's yeah. a funnel sound like I will switch the machine on and it will spit money out. <laughs> but it's actually much more linear than that. And, and that's, a, that's good news because it means you potentially like, and this is where, where, which is, this is the funny thing. People think that when you create organic content where you're posting on social media, that that's going to attract new clients and generate new leads. But it's the opposite. It's the people who are in your funnel, who've become aware of you, they're in your audience. They're the ones who need to see that content. So it's not. So you're really creating the organic content and content in your Facebook groups, if you have one, if you have a free group, for the people who already know you. That just helps speed up that lovely relationship of know, like, and trust. Um, with, and, and that helps you with your, it helps kind of flesh out that picture. If you've got your nice retargeting ads and your emails that they're receiving, they're also seeing you being a real person. So that's more human touches. They see you go live in your Facebook group. They interact with you in a, in a comment thread and they get a little flavor of, wow, this is a real person. It's not just some machine. It kind of makes it all warm and real to people. So a lot of people are already doing that, which is great news. That's awesome. I, I love that story, Melissa, about people that, you know, kind of dip in and out of your funnel. And then, you know, later down the road, they eventually buy after, you know, two years, because that's been my experience, too. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love your target example, instead of the funnel, because a funnel kind of implies that there's one way for them to get into the funnel one entrance. And then if once they leave, then they're out. But the way you describe it with the target, it makes sense where they 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 are aware of you and then they leave the list and then they come back and they do this. And so there's, you know, you're putting out content and social media and stuff like that. And so there's different entrances back into the email list, into the funnel and, and so forth. Um, Cause when you're asking about like the average amount of time for, for my business with Divi life, you know, sometimes it might be a couple days from when they're on the list. And sometimes it's like what you described where it's like two years, they downloaded a freebie, yeah. And then, you know, randomly now, because, you know, I happen to hit them with the right, you know, promo sale at the right time. Now they're buying, but they've been on my list for, you know, years. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, you not, know, it's not a straightforward process. I was kind of thinking about that too, though. And it's like, you go back and you say like, what was the trigger? And was the trigger something that was like, oh, well, this one thing was so amazing that that's what finally converted them. It probably isn't. It's probably an accumulation of all the things, but also where people are in their, in, in the journey. course of their business and their your journey. Exactly. You know, I think it, like my folks sell houses and it's like, you can advertise all you want for buying houses, but like, if you're not moving, like, if you don't want to move, then like, you're not the right thing. But next year you could be like, all of a sudden, boom, you're like going to every ad that talks about buying houses. So I think too, that's another sort of element of this where you're, where it comes to the organic stuff, it's you're there when they're ready to find you as opposed to the like, line. yeah. The other thing you can do is make sure that you're operating in a way that's a little bit modular. So if someone unsubscribes from your marketing emails, they don't normally take the time to go and make sure they've left all of your Facebook groups and unfollow you on Instagram. They just, they don't bother with that. They're just like, I just want to stop this stuff. That's a great tip. So yeah. if they're doing that, what I have is at the footer of my emails, they can unsubscribe from sales and marketing emails. And then there's another one and it, it says, but still get the weekly mindset email. So a lot of people choose that option. So they're still getting on a Monday, I do a mindset email on a Friday, I link to a blog post and they still get those two, which a lot of them love those. But uh, when it, I'm going into promotion or I've dropped them into fun, I always say, do you want to opt out of just this and stick with the regular stuff? And they're like, yes, no, remove from all. So if you make it modular, a lot of people actually do want to keep in touch. They just want to sidestep your sale promotion or whatever. And that keeps yeah. them in your kind of fold as well. That's awesome. That's a great tip. Um, it is a Stephanie, good tip. Yeah. I don't oh, know go ahead. where you want to go next. I just want to throw out there that go for it. Uh, make sure we have enough time to talk about like software and stuff. Yeah. I was actually just about to ask, uh, Melissa, how do you use Divi to, as a, how, I mean, tools in general, 
there's a lot of discussion around currently that I'm seeing, you know, we all get sucked into AppSumo and other places. Mm -hmm. We all get the shiny object syndrome. We're all, what, like, we're, it's a pandemic in this industry. But again, the tools are only as good as your processes behind them and things like that. So obviously, you know, Divi isn't a funnel tool, but tell us a little bit about how you use that tool successfully to fit, fill its piece in this big puzzle? Um, it's, that's such a great question. I think um, I think there's, I, I come across quite a few people when I've been building their websites where they've got Divi, but they've also got like maybe lead pages or they've also subscribed to ClickFunnels or Kartra or, um, or what's it, a Thrivecart. And I'm kind of like, wow, this is mind blowing. They're paying a lot of money monthly for software, which you can do quite easily using Divi. So, and they end up having a real mix of both, like using just the cart from one thing they're paying for, but having a sales yeah. funnel. And I think it's just because people, sales funnel sounds complicated. And when people start saying, well, you need an upsell and a downsell and a one click this, you think I'll just buy something that's going to fix that. Um, but mm -hmm. actually it can all be done. So as you said, perfectly, you nailed it, that, that your sign up page, your thank you page, your lead magnet delivery, they're just pages. And why would you give up the control you have using the lovely Divi Builder to go with the clunky click funnels or a lead pages thing. Yeah, I see people doing that. Um, and uh, someone's already mentioned in the comments, um, these days, I my tool of choice is I use WooCommerce with cart flows. Mm. Um, and my the thing for me that knits everything together, by the way, is WP Fusion, which um, mm. is the best, gives you so much information. It gives you deep, deep integration between every single element of your um, of your funnel, every single tool you use, and all of and your email platform. It's like the magic ingredient which gives you superpowers. But in terms of the actual physicality of moving people through what they call a fast checkout experience, where you can put an offer before the checkout or an offer after or a one-click upsell, um, Cartflows does that for me. It works really well with WooCommerce, and you can do your little mini upsells and downsells using the Divi Builder. So you know, it's a very familiar tool. So for me, I've got no reason to, to kind of move outside into any other tool. Why would I give up the design control? Because I'm a, I'm a freak about design. I love everything <laughs> that's gorgeous. I would, you know, that's what I'm known for. So why would I give up control over that to a random thing that's going to open another tab or, you know, and the other thing, when, when you start having transactions taking place like offsite in Thrivecart mm. or something, you've then got to kind of pixel that and knit it all together. Otherwise you can't see how things are converting. So for me, it just complicates, it, it makes me sad. Sometimes people have massively complicated something which could have been much simpler just by using the tools you already had. Yeah, that's awesome. I love Cartflows. Uh, we actually had Adam from Cartflows on mm -hmm. Divi Chat, uh, episode I 145. Mm -hmm. I just went back and found the episode from December 19, 2019. We need to get him back on here. I think our hesitancy is last time. Because he, he haunted some... our he haunted our thumbnail on YouTube. <laughs> for, for like, no joke, like four months after we had him on, the <laughs> thumbnail was still the screenshot of when he was on. And we didn't know how to fix it. We could it. not like, fix it. It was deep in the YouTube settings. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Adam's that. awesome. Thanks, yeah, Adam. I love that guy. I know. He's he's very recognizable. And oh man, I was just like, no, not that bald head again on our YouTube thing. <laughs> like I was like, oh, I love the guy. But man, I was like, we got to get his face off our feet. I couldn't believe it. I, I wish I could use Cartflows. I, I have used Cartflows with a side business, um, but Divi Life is powered by easy digital downloads and Cartflows is, is built for WooCommerce. And so I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I wouldn't have migrated from WooCommerce back in 2018. Um, Which was a nightmare anyway, wasn't it, Tim, when you did that? It was that? a very big product. I mean, EDD did give me a lot of, uh, I guess, different advantages with licensing and stuff like that. But yeah, cart flows would have been huge. So what I've used I've uh, for Divi Life is um, I've used Gravity Forms. And as we've kind of talked about, uh, you can use a normal Divi page as a thank you page. And I would just, Stefan, you kind of described your basic funnel. My basic funnel uh, with Divi Life um, is, or I guess here's one example. I have a free plugin called the Divi Coming Soon plugin. It's a coming soon under construction plugin. And the plugin itself is 100% free. And uh, you put in your email and then um, 
the the plugin download link is sent via email but after you put in your email it then uh, takes you to the next page where i have a, a one-time offer um which it really is one-time offer it's not offered anywhere else you'd have to go through the funnel again and basically it's hey you downloaded the plugin and you can use it for free but if you want our coming soon layout templates normally the pack is 35 bucks for five and but you can get it for five dollars and so it's a one-time offer and that thing converts like crazy because they've already said yes to the plugin and it's already solving that problem for them but they're like wait this will actually solve the problem even further because now i don't even need to design anything i can just swap out the content and use uh use my templates um, so do, do you do that well is that your main lead magnet you're doing a one-time offer on your main lead bank magnet that is, uh, I mean, the coming soon plugin is my uh, highest um, producing uh, email subscribe form, or, or it's it's pro it's producing the most email subscribers out of everything. And then the coming soon layout templates, uh, getting them for five dollars instead of thirty five dollars. Um, I forgot what I calculated the conversion rate at. It's, pretty decent um but that would that would i would say is probably one of my only quote unquote tripwires as they're known in the marketing mm -hmm. world which is you know something of high value for low cost um to get them to pay for something once because once they pay for something once then they're a lot more likely to pay for something pay for something again, again. That's mm -hmm. so interesting. I've never thought of puting a tripwire on one of my main lead magnets. I'll have to go away and think yeah. about that. Oh, no. Look at her thinking. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, well. Tim just blew Melissa Love's mind. Did you see that happen? Did you see <laughs> yeah. it happen? It goes both uh, ways. Hmm, stealthy little offer. I like it. <laughs> my, my head has been sort of exploding this whole time. Um, but I wanted to just take a quick moment to say thanks to everybody who's here in the live chat. Thanks for hitting that like button. If you're listening uh, on your podcast app or later on our website or something, we'd love to get a thumbs up there as well. If you guys could give us a quick review, that would be amazing. Um, and if you have questions, we have another 15 minutes or so of this episode. If you have any questions, please put them in the chat if you're here with us live. Thanks, of course, to uh, Miro and Carlos, our buddies uh, in the thread keeping up the law and order right there so no shenanigans take place um now melissa i had another question i was going to go from there to something else and i i bet you it was really good i bet you it was such a good question <laughs> dang it what was i going to ask okay well one thing that i do want to talk about there is well two things actually that i'm thinking of that we want to touch on before we're done and that is um the cart elements of like the abandoned carts and the upsells and all that. I think that's something that would be very interesting to people. I'm not there yet. Like that is like, so beyond where I would be, but I think that's something interesting. The other thing for me is like from, from my like little junior funnel level, what would you suggest as next steps for somebody who's like in a position like me in order to take my little baby funnels to the next step? Well, I would just think about that target and make sure you've got a piece of content that addresses the needs of everybody in each of those zones. So you, people are going to come into your audience and become aware of you because they want your lead magnet. How are you going to warm them up? How are you going to deepen that relationship by giving them value only for the next few emails? So what can you teach them? How can you take them on a journey? And on in those few emails, I don't know whether you're familiar with Story Brand by Donald Miller. Yeah. This is where you set Good out fun. your stall as the, the trusted guide. They are the hero of uh -huh. their own story. They are going to achieve the thing that they need to achieve. And you are the guide who's going to get them there. So over the next, that's what you're kind of getting to know your sequences for. It's to position you as the trusted expert, paint a picture of what the journey could be like for them and walk them through a few milestones of how they could get there. So you're showing them the what, but you're not telling them the how at this stage. Exactly. Uh, you're just getting them to build a picture in their mind of where they could go. And of course, then picture them getting towards that hot target core. How are you going to, that's when you make your offer and you nudge them to take action. So for you, I would focus on getting your emails right. And when you feel you're getting some conversions from the emails, 
then you can start to say, right, so in this middle section, I want to, I'm ready to make a little bit of content to retarget them, to follow them around their social media. What should that piece be? It can just, doesn't have to be seven, it can be one. <laughs> so <laughs> I started with one and then, yeah. then I had another one retargeting ad for the hot zone. And that was like a testimonial. It was a video testimonial from a really happy client. So, so just get your little emails in sequence, take them on that journey in the getting to know you phase, then move into a sequence of you should buy from me. And then when you've perfected that, you just think having a little bit of retargeting content for each of the zones from warm zones. I really love thinking about it that way. That's brilliant. I'm going to say it again for my own self and maybe in case anybody else missed it, but instead of thinking of, of a person, like instead of thinking of like the client that you want or the lead that you're talking to, think about a person who is in each of those zones of the bullseye and make yeah. something for each of those. I love that. That's brilliant. That helped my brain a little bit on this. Yeah. That was really good. Now there's something that people are asking about here. I keep seeing uh, this coming up. It's a little something called site presser. <laughs> Do you want to tell us what that is? Oh, that's very generous of Jerry to mention that, but um, he's not I, the only one. He's grabbed his. <laughs> okay, sure. I, I mean, Sitepresser isn't doesn't really um, relate to funnels as such. It's just um, it's a plugin I co-own with um, the famous Sean Barton of Layout Injector oh. Fame. Uh, Sean and I. He, so I went to Sean a little while, well, a little while ago. Let me. It's a long time ago. Let's say two and a half, three years or something. And I said, Sean, there isn't a great solution for packaging up child themes to sell them. Please, can you build something for me? So um, eventually he, he, we did, he did build something. We launched it together and it's um, and it comes with some really cool tools. So if you've ever thought you wanted to package up child themes and sell them, it comes with tools like um, image replacement, um, checking, you know, cleaning up your media library so you're not pressing a huge plugin. And it's plugin, so it's non it's non-destructive. So once people have installed it, they can delete it. So you know it removes any security risks. Um, it's not a theme they have to update. So so that's what site presser is. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, solved our own problem. Solved my own problem. <laughs> by, by now, you've already got a new lead. I'm sure Scott is not the only one, but he's he's already been on your site, your business. He signed up. He's in. He's all in. Yeah, Scott's just awesome. watch we the fun unfold and let me know how you yeah, feel. About I'll just it. watch. Oh, he's going to be on to you now, Melissa. He knows what's yeah. happening. Uh, another thing that a couple folks have asked is, do you have, um, do you have like a, an example of something that you've built? But I'm thinking, even so, and maybe you do, and maybe we can link to something if you do. I don't know. Well, go ahead. You can say answer that because I'm going to go on another little tangent. Um, how, uh, do you? Do you mean like, what does my funnel look like if you laid it out or do you want to see a page? Um, I, I don't know, you guys. Audio podcast, so I don't want to ask, kind of ask more questions, ask better questions, you guys, come on. Well, maybe, Just kidding. Just kidding. Melissa, maybe you can send us to the top level page yeah. and we can all sign up and kind of go through. Okay, uh, yeah, I've got a link here actually. This is my, this is my sign-up page for just one of my lead magnets. I'll drop it in the comments because I can see them right now over here. As long as that doesn't mess up anything with your reporting in terms of... I know. Okay. No, it's absolutely fine. You know, and I'd say just watch what unfolds. You know, you'll you'll get re you'll get diverted to sign up and you'll go to a thank you page. You'll see a little video of me. You'll then get an email. And this is interesting as well, a little psychological trick. And I'm, I'm glad Stephanie mentioned it. Um, what you don't want to do is redirect them to a page where they have the lead magnet. Okay, so um, that's not a great measure of um, a. You don't. You will not know then how many people actually go out and consume the lead magnet. You want to know how many people bother to click through to get it to see whether it's a good lead magnet or not. But also psychologically, you want people to associate getting an email from you with it being a reward that brings good things. So if you're yeah. So if if people think oh. It says, go and check your inbox. You go to your inbox. Oh, here's the email from Melissa. Here's the link. I'll click through. Here it is. The other thing, my other top tip for delivering a lead magnet is um, you'll, you'll see that page. And I'm, I'm really happy to um, to share this because it's very much. Here, here's where it gets. If you don't want to sign up, you can just have my freebie. Here we go. It's in the comments. Um, and what I've done there is I've embedded the ebook because if you're if you sign up for something when you're on a mobile phone, most people, including me, are really reluctant to download a massive PDF onto their phone, but they really want to. Never, I'll never do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I embed it in the page. They can just flick through if they want, but they can also download it later as a download. It Love well. it. So that would be my top tip for improving your lead magnet conversions. Because sometimes people are on a journey and they just want to read it. And they, if you're like me, I sign up for loads of stuff and I never go back and read it if I can't do it right then and there. So right. that really helps with conversions. Totally true. Now we talked about, um, even when I was uh, sharing out the details of this episode, I put it as kind of a twofold thing. One is, of course, we want to get leads and customers into our own businesses, but it's kind of meta for us, right? Because that's also what we do for our customers. So we, so what are your tips for, you know, it's one thing when this is all very personal to you and it's you doing it. Uh, how do you turn around and then sell this as a service or a package or a product or however you frame it to your clients or do you? Um, it's such a good question. I don't, I, I do it very occasionally. But um, I do have a whole system that I teach to people in my membership, and it all starts with um, taking the client, ma making sure the client has got the right message. Once they've got the right message, it's really easy to extract all the information you need to build a really powerful sales funnel that connects with the right people. Really so, um, easy. It's super simple, you guys. <laughs> but if you have got the wrong intel, it's not so simple because you're not pushing the right buttons. So um, I have a big piece that I get my members to do and my clients to do, which is emotion-based research. Um, I call it my 10 magic questions, and it uncovers their deepest desires and pain points. It has quite a really good example. Um, a question is, if you could make wave a magic wand and fix just one thing about your website, what would it be? So oh. questions like that that are real triggers where people go, I can't do my website for mobile or, you know, what's the most? What's Love the it. Yeah, so I have a series of questions like that. Um, and, I, you know, within the membership, I give it straight to my my members. They can just... They literally can just change the questions and send it out to Google form and they can get it done in minutes and send it out. And it spits out all the answers in this big spreadsheet when you do your research. And you can go through it. You can see the same themes appearing again and again. And those become your content pillars. So those are the kind of triggers you're pushing in your advertising, in your messaging, in your emails, in your getting to know you sequence. That is the journey that you're going to take people on. They are here in pain. They could be over here where there's no pain and these are the steps. This is the journey you're going to take them on and they're going to become the hero who, who achieves these great things with your help. So Melissa. the foundation of everything is the emotion-based research and the 10 magic questions. I mean, I don't want to be greedy, but are you going to, do you want to share that with us too? <laughs> I can, well, I can do. No, I'm just kidding. I thought you were actually going to... No, that you, can, you can join my membership for a pound. Join the membership. Cost a pound. You can go in 30 days, go and take everything, do all the things. You guys, go do it. Go do yeah. it. Go and just take everything. Yeah, for my do. fellow Americans, a pound is a <laughs> British form of a dollar. Oh, my gosh. I thought you were trying to be less American, too. Yeah, and actually yeah. inside the membership, for the no. dollar, you can go and swipe my whole email sales funnel. and. <gasps> oh, my gosh. How many people are watching right now? Because that's how many... <laughs> you're about to get yeah uh all right did you guys want to touch on cart stuff yeah I'd that's, like to know what that's, that's not my world i don't even have a i don't even have like an intelligent question i can ask on this tim what do you want what do you want to say about cart well, we did we did talk about uh cart flows and woocommerce uh which which does the um order bumps and and one click upsells and stuff mm -hmm. like that and, and that is what I was going to say uh, was, and Melissa might've already said this, but that's like the one piece that like you can do, you know, basic funnels and stuff like with form plugins or opt, you know, just with Divi's built-in opt-in module and, and, you know, creating thank you pages and stuff like that directly in Divi. But when it comes to e-commerce, being able to do order bumps and one click upsells is something that would take a lot of custom coding to be able to do without a tool yeah. like Cartflows. Um, and so like, for example, a one click ups or a, yeah, a one click upsell is when they've already completed a purchase and then you offer them something else or more of the thing they just bought. Um, and all they do is they just click, yes, I want it without having to enter their purchase details again. Um, in order to do that in a secure way is, is very difficult. And so Cartflows has that yeah. built in. So. I mean, actually it's worth saying there's three different places you can upsell and down or four places and upsell or downsell. So I have one just before they get to the 
checkout between the cart and the checkout says, hey, whilst you're joining the membership, this is a one-time offer. Do you want 50%? Do you want to buy a theme for 50% off? And you don't have to choose your theme now. You can just get the voucher and they either go yes or no. If they see yes, That's it nice. goes into their cart. I don't have this, but lots of people have like a tiny sale at the bottom of their checkout form called an order bump. And it's normally a very low value thing, like anything from $5 to $20. And you might have an, an order bump, a little tiny thing. Um, and then, as Tim said, once they've done their transaction, there's a one-time offer. And if, if they say no, you can keep going forever. You can then what's called like do a down sell. Like you didn't want this thing. Well, how about this thing for just a few dollars? But I, I mean, I don't do the down sell. And I don't do the order bump. But um, yeah, on, on the checkout page. But there's lots of there's you you we've all been there, haven't you? You've done a transaction. And you're like, when will this ever end? I know yeah. it gets a what little hate, much sometimes. Yeah. What I hate is when the funnel has a down sell, which is the same thing, but just for an even cheaper price. You're like, well, oh, what if I had said yes before? Heck? Like, yeah. and it's just kind of frustrating because it like you lose some of that trust value. So yeah, yeah, totally. and you, you don't have to do a down sell there and then. So if people go through my whole sequence, they don't join the membership. Um, so five days later, they get an email saying, hey, you know, um, it's been great being on this journey with you. I see you didn't join the membership. Um, here's, I'm going to, you get this opportunity once to try the membership one month for just a pound. Um, but that's time limited. It, the thing they're buying is going to go away. I'm not offering them forever for free or right. permanently. And I'm happy with that. So that's like, you know, you've got nothing to lose. This will be the best value pound you'll ever spend. So and that that does convert quite well for me but then you know when people spend a pound how much do they really value it i then have to work really 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 hard to convert those people and we have a whole system for that semi-automated but also we, we bring them and we we work really hard we treat them as a full member we send them a gift and all that kind of stuff so for people who do a trial you have to work really hard when if you do a downsell of your product yeah them, if it's a retainer product i don't know if you know this point but i love presents i might have to <laughs> Let's go sign up, see what it is. Uh, Melissa, this has been a little, I need a nap now because my brain has to go process all of these things that I just learned. You are amazing. Thank you for opening our eyes to some of the power of all of this. Tim is already pretty darn good with the funnels himself. Mm -hmm. He's just sitting there like bored or something. I don't know. No, but this I'm is, learning a lot too. Cause yeah, I, I'm something just that I've struggled with, uh, is the the email automated like welcome sequencing like the warm-up and stuff and it's something i did like three years ago and then i was like oh this is outdated i need to update it so i turned it off and then three years have gone by and i still haven't turned it back on and rewritten the email so i'm like this is really good reminder and hearing melissa's strategy is yeah it's very enlightening and super helpful we got mind-blowing and highly educational and a comment from Greg. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Melissa, will you come back again sometime? This was great. We could have talked for another hour easy on this topic. I'm sure you got so many other things. Maybe we'll talk about child themes sometime. That'd be fun. Oh, I'd love to talk about actual design. <laughs> yeah. Or design stuff. Yeah, okay. It's a deal. If you did get up. Oh, no, it's not early for you. It's late at night. She stayed up late. Oh, it's, 10 PM. it's not that late. Oh, okay. All right, good. Well, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Tell everybody again, I know we've got a bunch of links in the chat on YouTube and on Facebook, but if anybody is, and we'll put them in the show notes as well, but if anybody's just listening, tell them again where they can find out more about your membership, your Facebook group, your products, etc. Yep, so there's two websites. The designspace.co is if you wanna have a look at the kind of WordPress themes that I designed for Divi. Um, if you would like to t do that pound offer, it's themarketingfix.co and um, it, you use the code try the fix and you'll get your month for a pound. And there is one more thing I will just throw in here. If you're thinking, I literally have no idea where to start, I've got a tool which I've just dropped into the comments. It's 10 simple questions and it will spit out your personalized marketing plan and tell you what's the very next thing you should do to start building some of this crazy System. This is what I thought I was leading you up to earlier when I asked you to give us something. That's what I thought you were going to, I thought oh, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> that's so funny. I wasn't being greedy. Actually, I was trying to like give you a layup, but oh, well, oh, well. <laughs> but you've been, you're so generous. You've given us so many great things. We appreciate you so much. This has been awesome. Do you, any, Tim, do you have any final thoughts? Um, I, I guess my only final thought is 
don't be afraid to experiment. You have to start somewhere. As Melissa mentioned, uh, when she ha like had her first funnel, it, it, it was nothing compared to what she has now, but she started somewhere and it's built up. And same with my business. I have some funnels, not nearly as many as I should, and I don't have all the right pieces with the email sequencing in place like I should, but um, something is better than nothing and you have to start yeah. somewhere. So that's my final thought. Yeah. And, and some things fail. I, I still launch things and it's a terrible disaster and you just have to pick yourself up and have yeah. another go. Uh, well, I, I think my final thought, the thing that I'm gonna, there's, I mean, really this did explode my head. I feel a little bit like you mm -hmm. probably felt part of your day at that conference you talked about, but, um, I'm going to try and not walk away overwhelmed, but I'm going to take with me that piece of advice of creating one piece of content for people in each, in a different section of the funnel or in the bullseye so that I can, I can go do that and make that a little goal for myself. So, um, thank you again. So, oh, did you have a final thought, Melissa? No. Um, oh, okay. I, I, well, my final thought would be, um, I see lots of people do things like create a lead magnet and then just kind of leave it there. They kind of tipped up to the edge of trying to do the next step and then just go, Oh, you know, this isn't for my business is too small or this isn't for the likes of me or it's too complex. Just, you know, come and ask, come and find one of us, come and ask me and I'll tell you the very next thing you should do. You know, you just be brave and do that next step. Cause it's like turn it. I'm not going to say it's like turning on a machine, but you have the power of leverage. You know, it can 10 times the volume of leads in a really short space of time. So, so, so do take that next step beyond just collecting some email addresses to, you know, nurture them and, and, and you'll be amazed at the results and you can get results quite quickly as well. I love it. I feel so pumped up. Thank you again so much for being here. Thanks everybody who's watching and listening. We will talk to you again next week. Take care. Bye-bye.